The New Orleans Saints defense has the blueprint, the personnel, and the scheme necessary to limit the Jacksonville Jaguars offense. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss the latest episodes. And if you want to keep the conversation going, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, early access, breaking news, and much more, you can head over and become a Locked on Saints insider at joinsubtext.com slash Locked on Saints today. You'll be able to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson. Nola on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the Media Saints News Network, Tuesdays on the Locked on NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday and more on Locked on Saints. And today's episode of Locked on Saints is an early game plan. The New Orleans Saints play on Thursday night. So here we are for our Wednesday episode, the day before game day, getting you ready with everything that you need before this matchup. Make sure you come back tomorrow as well for Crossover Thursday with Tony Wiggins. On today's episode, we're going to be taking a look at how no matter who's playing quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Jaguars are tough and are an opponent that needs to be respected going into this Game. We're also going to be taking a look at where the New Orleans Saints go next on offense. And to kick it all off, the New Orleans Saints have actually everything they need over on the defensive side to limit the Jacksonville Jaguars, whether or not Trevor Lawrence is in at quarterback. And if you're looking for the blueprint for it, and if you're looking for what the New Orleans Saints should be watching over the course of this weekend in terms of how to limit that offense, it all comes down to a team that plays a very similar scheme to the New Orleans Saints over on the defensive side. That's the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs and the Jacksonville Jaguars locked horns earlier on this season, and the Kansas City Chiefs walked away from that win on a 17-9 victory. That's a pretty good situation to walk out of if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, especially considering that just about every other game so far this season, the Jacksonville Jaguars have consistently been over 20 points. But it was this two-week stretch wherein they scored nine points against the Kansas City Chiefs, and only 17 points against the Houston Texans, the only two losses for the Jaguars so far this season, in which you could see a little bit of a fault in the armor of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And there's a pretty clear way to defend this Jaguars offense. And it comes down to being willing to, pray, to play press man. And that is exactly what it is that the New Orleans Saints do. If you look at the Kansas City Chiefs defensive system, the Steve Spagnola system, it is all about putting up these corners face-to-face with receivers in the line of scrimmage, telling them to go out there, press, get their hands on these receivers, rushing with four, loading the box with six or seven players, that's it, and instead focusing more on coverage. So you're not out there daring teams to run the football. They're daring teams to throw at them. And that's the New Orleans Saints' general sort of attitude as well. They want to eliminate the run game so that you have to throw at their secondary. And the Saints are very comfortable with that. So if you look at some of the things that the Kansas City Chiefs did, they're going to sound very familiar to what the New Orleans Saints do. You're going to see four down linemen rushing with four down linemen. You're going to see a lot of stunts. 
twist, things like that. You're going to see press man on the outside, middle of the field coverage with one single high safety over the top, taking away the middle of the field. And then outside of that, man coverage on these pass catchers. And that has given Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk. It's given these guys some issues so far this season. The other thing that you'll notice is that in the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, Trevor Lawrence was sacked four times. Not all of those sacks came from the defensive line winning immediately off the line of scrimmage. It came from coverage sacks over on the backside, the Trevor Lawrence having nowhere to go with the football, and then pressure closing in on him from the pocket there without giving him that alleyway to run. Now, did he still find ways to run? Absolutely. You're going to get that from Trevor Lawrence here and there, but that's not going to be the most consistent part of their game. They're going to want to pass the ball. The other thing that you look at is that the um, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs did a great job of taking away the Jacksonville Jaguars rushing attack. Only 74 rushing yards against the Kansas City Chiefs, only 116 rushing yards against the Houston Texans as a team. So this was another thing that you see the New Orleans Saints do consistently that worked for the Kansas City Chiefs, but also worked a little bit for the Houston Texans as well. Take away the run game, defend the pass, play to your identity, which is what the Steve Spagnola offense sort of scheme that the um, Kansas City Chiefs are running and with that Dennis Allen scheme here in New Orleans wants to do, it's play to their strengths, which is make you throw the ball because they want you throwing the football. Two more keys here that you're watching, or not keys, but two more elements here that had an impact. Takeaways, you saw the Kansas City Chiefs actually lose the turnover battle, okay? So they actually turned the ball over three times, but took the ball away only once. But then you look at the Houston Texans win, Houston Texans took the ball away twice, did not give the ball away. So you want to play the cleaner side of that game where you saw the Houston Texans come up with 37 points. Now, they did have a 68-yard touchdown between C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell, and they were aided as well by a kick return touchdown. So you don't want to kind of hang your rest your laurels on your ability to be able to score on special teams. But we have seen the Saints score on defense. We have seen the Saints score on special teams so far this year. If they get that help, that's great, but they have to be able to win even without that scoring. So that brings us to this last point that I want to look at, which is going to be all about limiting Calvin Ridley. And what has given Calvin Ridley trouble so far this year has been man coverage. That has been the thing that has irked him so far this season. You look at the two games and the two losses against the Kansas City Chiefs, as well as against the uh, the Houston Texans, and you see two catches, you see three catches or, or four catches for 40 yards, you can see him be limited. And if you look at that Kansas City Chiefs game in particular, it was Legereus Sneed who matched up with Calvin Ridley on five separate targets, which goes to show you that he actually matched up on him quite a bit, but allowed only two catches in his coverage. That's got to be Marshawn Lattimore and or Paul Sinadibo in this game. Whether or not they're going to shadow Calvin Ridley or whether or not they play sides is going to be a big decision for this matchup. But if you can keep Calvin Ridley's production down, this Jacksonville Jaguars offense has had trouble producing. So eliminate the run game, something you already know that the New Orleans Saints can do. Press man coverage. You already know that that is a part of the New Orleans Saints' entire DNA on the defensive side. Pressure with the front four, you want to see it, but the New Orleans Saints have one of the lowest pressure percentages in the NFL right now, sixth lowest in the league at just over 19%. So the pressure's got to tick up. And with only 13 sacks so far this season, they're about tied for number 23 in the NFL there, the highest being 24 in the NFL by two teams, by the way. So you want to see the defensive line pressure creep up, but pressure with the front four, if they can get it, 
locking down on the outside, taking away the run game, and trying to limit their biggest playmaker at receiver. These are all things that are already the bread and butter of what the New Orleans Saints defense wants to be, has shown that it can be, and will need to be yet again if they want to limit the Jacksonville Jaguars on the offensive side, which may be key to winning this game because the New Orleans Saints offense has not been great so far this season, and to expect a turnaround in just three days is going to be a little bit of an ask. So what should you expect from the New Orleans Saints offense and what should they be leaning on? We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Our friends at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked on Fantasy Football host Vinny Iyer to bring you the best fantasy football advice each and every week, all season long. So whether you're scouring the waiver wire, checking out your free agency pool, or getting ready for your daily draft, we're going to give you the players that are going to be the perfect fit for your lineup. So let's check out who Vinny Iyer has selected as this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. And this is one of my absolute favorites because this was a big time draft darling of mine. It is Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver, George Pickens. He has gotten further and further locked in as the second year wide receiver for the Steelers before their week six bye, hooking up with second year quarterback Kenny Pickett for six catches, 130 yards and a big time touchdown. He also added a rush for 16 yards as well, which goes to show you that Pickens is all around being trusted to make plays by his team and by his quarterback. Pickens' physical talent as well as being a whole part of this and his team's reliance on him, his size, and his field-stretching ability make him a great option for you for maybe the next couple of weeks. Vinny Iyer of Locked on Fantasy Football and Michelle Majuk as well are going to help you win your fantasy football league. And uh, eBay Motors knows that a fantasy football championship team is all about players being the perfect fit. And the same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 million parts and accessories for your number one ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake lights, brake kits, LED headlights, whether you're looking for a roof rack, bumpers, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. So keep your ride or die alive today by visiting ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit available only to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, family. Continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks again, as always, making us your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget Locked on NFL kickoff. Uh, here on Locked on Saints, as well as every NFL channel across Locked on. They'll be recapping the Thursday night game. If you want more opinions than just mine, of course, we'll be live after the game for our live postcast from the Superdome floor as well. So make sure you're checking them out. It's going to be 1 p.m. Central here on Locked on Saints on Friday um, and any other Locked on NFL channel. All right. So as we take a look here next about how the New Orleans Saints offense needs to match up against this Jacksonville Jaguars defense if they want to get anything going. There's two things to know before we get started. The first of which is that the Jacksonville Jaguars have a major strength, but the New Orleans Saints have a major weakness when it comes to defense versus offensive matchup there. But also, the, New the Jacksonville Jaguars defense has a major weakness where the New Orleans Saints want to build a strength and kind of need to build a strength. Now, before any of this, we should understand that expecting the New Orleans Saints to all of a sudden be an entirely different team with just three days in between game to game 
uh, is is a lot to expect, right? And I don't think any of us are going to go into this game with the expectation that the New Orleans Saints are all of a sudden going to revolutionize themselves on the offensive side. So when we're talking about what it is that the New Orleans Saints need to do to win, that's what we're talking about, what they need to do to win. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it. I don't know that there's any reason you should believe that they can do anything uh, differently on the offensive side between Sunday and Thursday. But these are the things that you're looking out for, where if you start to see these things, then all of a sudden you can kind of go, oh, okay, well, there's something happening here. And this is a must change game or a must win game or a must prove it matchup, whatever, however it is that you want to look at it. Like this is a major game for the New Orleans Saints, especially on the offensive side of the football. Because even if decisions aren't made about play calling, offensive system, whatever it might be, between this game and kind of that mini buy before they head to Indianapolis, this game could be the one that ends up kind of defining what next offseason looks like. So this becomes a really important game one way or another. So where the Jacksonville Jaguars have a strength that the New Orleans Saints are going to struggle with is going to be in the pass rush. Josh Allen, Trevon Walker, these guys are really good. Um, the Jacksonville Jaguars pass rush has been solid over the course of this season. Um, and the New Orleans Saints offensive line has not been good at all for most of the season and is now banged up and injured. You've had Landon Young uh, or you've got Ryan Ramchek that I think at this point you can expect to be out coming through with a concussion, hard to clear concussion protocol between Sunday and Thursday. James Hurst is dealing with an injury. Landon Young is dealing with an injury. I highlight Landon Young. I know that he's not a starter, but he's the immediate backup behind Ryan Ramchick at right tackle. So without your new starting left tackle and without your starting left tack right tackle, but also without your backup right tackle, where do you go here? So you're probably going to be seeing some first-time starters at different positions on the New Orleans Saints offensive line for the second week in a row. Remember last week, you had Max Garcia as a first-time starter in this system and James Hurst as a first-time starter for this year over on the left side of the line. Now, you might see a new starter at left tackle, depending upon how the Saints feel about Trevor Penning, and you might have to see a new starter at right tackle, depending upon what depth is available behind Ryan Ramchick, which right now isn't a lot. So you're probably going to have to go to, to Cam Irving there, who's a first-round draft pick formally, all of that, but he's somebody that hasn't played in the system before. At left tackle, we'll see. Do they go back to Trevor Penning, or did you like Max Garcia enough last week that you put Andrews Pete out at left tackle. We'll see how the New Orleans Saints go about it, but it's going to be another patchwork offensive line. Yet again, here we are three years in a row for this New Orleans Saints offensive line dealing with exactly this. And oh, by the way, most of these guys are on brand new contracts too, or at least relatively new contracts. So don't expect much to change going into next year when it comes to health. So when you look at where the Saints are in terms of all that, going up against a pass rush that is solid by the Jacksonville Jaguars, that's a strength on a weakness if you're the New Orleans Saints. You're going to have to figure out ways to counteract that. What that sometimes means is keeping a tight end back to block, which is going to take away the tight ends in the passing game, which is going to take away your middle of the field attack. Keeping running backs back to block, which can take up some of the things that you would usually do from a dynamics perspective of making sure that you're getting the ball out into the flats, working in the short, in, in the short area as well as behind the line of scrimmage in the passing game, all of those things. And of course, it can stifle your run game. So these are all going to be things to watch, right? We're talking about the pass rush, but also the run defense uh, is something to watch there as well, because Jacksonville, third in the NFL right now when it comes to rushing yards allowed. So now you've got an injured offensive line about to go up against there. Signs of caution, sound the alarm, however it is that you want to look at it. So tonight's injury report or this afternoon's injury report going to be very, very, very important. What we see from the offensive line, even one of those players coming up as questionable makes a big difference for you if they can go tomorrow night. Um, the other part of it, though, is that the Jacksonville Jaguars are 31st against the pass. 
31st, one of the worst teams in the NFL against the pass when it comes to passing yardage. And they've also allowed nine receiving touchdowns or passing touchdowns already so far this year, which puts them below the bottom half of the league when it comes to or into the bottom half of the league uh, when it comes to even scoring in the passing game. So for the New Orleans Saints who want to build an identity as a team that can score points, this is a prime opportunity, but it's going to be very hard to take advantage of that if you're not going to have the time to sit back and throw with your offensive line banged up, with your offensive line already struggling, and with a good pass rush on the opposite side. So if you want to take advantage of what the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to give you in this game, short, intermediate routes are the things that you're going to be looking for. Looking at what C.J. Stroud did against the Houston Texans, in, excuse me, did against the Jacksonville Jaguars for the Houston Texans, in a game in which the Houston Texans put up 37 points, which includes a special teams touchdown, so we want to take that off the board, we'll call it 30 points on the offensive side, he completed 20 passes in that game. And only one of them, sorry, only two of them were 25 yards or more. 68-yard touchdown to Tank Dell and another, another completion as well. But when it comes to the 20 passes that C.J. Stroud completed, there's two key sort of categories of those passes. Middle of the field, where he completed 12 of those 20 passes, and between, sort of behind the line of scrimmage, or less than 10 yards downfield, 11 of the 20 passes were completed there. So only eight passes were completed outside the numbers and only uh, out of those, right, the majority of his passes that he completed all came in less than 10 yards or more. You can do that if you're the New Orleans Saints. And in fact, it's something the New Orleans Saints should have done against the Houston Texans just last week. So if Derek Carr and the New Orleans Saints offense can attack the middle middle of the field, not rely on the deep ball so much, know the routes that they're supposed to be running and run those routes to an effect where they're able to take advantage of attacking the middle of the field, then all of a sudden this New Orleans Saints offense could be in a much better place. Motion, play action, all those things are great. All those things are fine, and all those things you also want to see incorporated. We haven't seen the New Orleans Saints really tick up in terms of their incorporation. 26% when it came to motion last week, eight play action passes last week. Neither of those is a big boost from what they've done in the weeks prior. So if that's just who the New Orleans Saints are going to be, and are not going to change from that, and they're not going to introduce more motion. That's fine. They're not going to introduce more play action. That's fine. That's a decision that they're going to have to make. But if they're not going to do that, they need to at least attack the middle of the field and take what the defense is giving them. And there should be no excuse for that in this game because the Jacksonville Jaguars habitually, habitually give up the middle of the field and give up passes within 10 yards, which means you can matriculate the ball down the field. Now, you got to get a little bit of a run game going to help you complement some of these things. Don't get me wrong. That's going to be tough against the Jacksonville Jaguars defense. But as it's been shown, You can rush for under 100 yards and still beat this team. You look at what the Houston Texans did. They rushed for under 100 yards, threw for only 280, scored 30 points on offense, 37 points as a whole against the Jacksonville Jaguars team. The New Orleans Saints can get it done. Will they? We'll find out tomorrow night. Coming up next, we're going to be taking a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars just as a whole, because regardless of who's playing quarterback, Trevor Lawrence or otherwise, this team is going to be a test and a big test and a good test for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, a little bit different than what they've experienced so far. Got that coming up for you as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. BetterHelp Therapy Online has been awesome for me. I hope that it can be awesome for you as well. I grew up in a generation that, you know, kind of shuns therapy, has a stigma around therapy. Uh, we're kind of catching up, right? We're kind of getting it and everything like that. But I, I kind of grew up away from, from that. So this is a recent discovery for me within the past like three years or so. But I can see 
the major benefits from it already in terms of just being able to allow my mind to be my friend. Sometimes your brain kind of gets in the way, intrusive thoughts, self-doubts, negative self-talk, all these other things. This is all stuff that a therapist can help with. And you're dealing with licensed therapists here when it comes to better help. You don't have to deal with traffic, waiting rooms, any of that other stuff. It's awesome. So I highly doubt it. I highly recommend it. If you are thinking about uh, trying therapy out, this is the way to go. It's through better help. So make your brain your friend with better help. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to save 10% off of your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. Let's get it, Houdat Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a quick look at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Whether it's Trevor Lawrence or C.J. Beathard, the New Orleans Saints are going to experience a challenge against this Jacksonville Jaguars team, not just on the offensive side, but the defensive side as well. Appreciate all you everydayers out there making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback that the New Orleans Saints are going to have played throughout this season, right? Bryce Young hasn't necessarily cut it, um, you know, Baker Mayfield looked good against the New Orleans Saints, but he's not Trevor Lawrence. C.J. Stroud looked good last week, but the Saints defense actually stood up pretty well to him. So this is a good test for the New Orleans Saints defense and maybe the next best quarterback that they're going to go up against. And, and this isn't being sarcastic. I mean, over the last 17 games this guy has played, he has been absolutely phenomenal. And that's Jared Goff, right? Later on this season, they're going to be going up against the Detroit Lions, the the potential Jamal Williams revenge game there. Um and uh, the, the thing that I want to highlight here is that this is a good barometer for where the New Orleans Saints defense really is. You know, um, they played their best offense that they've played in terms of the league rankings uh, last week against the Houston Texans and did a really solid job against them. They struggled in the first half, but really, you know, they hey, looked they had us in the first half, but, they, you know, but the second half, they really, really, you know, buckled down. And and I'll, I'll say a light version of, of, of Cam Jordan's phrase of the week so far, got their stuff together. And so I think that once all of that happened, you kind of saw, okay, well, this is the New Orleans Saints defense that we thought that it could be. And they've been impressive so far. The New Orleans Saints defense was a team that since 2008, particularly when it comes to the run game, has been, 2018, excuse me, particularly when it comes to the run game, has been top five, top three in some seasons against the run. Last year, they had this big time drop off where they hit number 24 in the NFL or 24th in the NFL against the run, which is kind of unheard of for the New Orleans Saints defense. And then Ryan Nielsen departed this offseason. And, and Ryan Nielsen, I highlight because he showed up in 2017. And all of a sudden, when he was a defensive line coach for the New Orleans Saints, you saw the way that the Saints run defense kind of stood up and became one of the most fearsome units in the NFL when it came to that area of the game. Well, he moved to co-defensive coordinator last year, in addition to still being the defensive line coach. And you saw the drop off on the run game. So there was a little bit of concern of whether or not once Ryan Nielsen left as a whole, if that drop off would continue. Well, right now they're top 10 in the NFL, number nine, when it comes to uh, versus uh, teams, when it comes to rushing yards. And so I think when you look at where, what the Houston, excuse me, what the Jacksonville Jaguars want to bring into this game, they're, they're going to want to run the ball. They haven't been a super successful rush offense. They've been a massively successful rush uh, defense, but, but their big thing is, is what they can do through the air. And they've got weapons, right? Calvin Ridley, they've got weapons like Christian Kirk. They've got weapons like um, like Evan Ingram at, at tight end. I mean, they have a lot of weapons. And then now you add in like Travis Etienne and what this, you know, and, and Trevor Lawrence himself and what he can do with his legs, assuming that he plays, which at this point, I, I assume that he's going to play. He was at practice on Wednesday with a, or excuse me, Tuesday with a brace on his left knee, but also mentioned that he feels really good and that he's feeling much better that day. We'll see where he is later on today, but 
it seems likely that Trevor Lawrence is going to play. Uh, so this is a good measure and a good test for this New Orleans Saints defense to really figure out what you have in this unit. Can they continue and stand up against the best quarterback that they're going to play, a playoff level quarterback, which is what you're trying to do if you're the New Orleans Saints. And, and I know it's kind of crazy to even mention playoffs right now with the way that the Saints have played over on the offensive side of the football. But if you want to know if your defense is ready in case you get there, here's a good barometer for that. The other piece is that the Saints offense, which desperately, desperately needs to get going. I mean, it's, it's inexcusable to be here going into week seven and wondering if the Saints have an offense with all the talent that they have on that offensive side of the football. And, and I don't care who you want to blame it on, right? Like you can blame it on play calling. You can blame it on Dennis Allen. You can blame it on uh, Derek Carr. You can blame it on the receivers. You can blame it on execution. You can blame it on whatever, right? Like it, it, everybody shares a fault to it. You know, somebody tried to get me to put percentages on, okay, where would I put the blame? And I said, well, how many things are you blaming? They named five things. And so I said, well, okay, well, 20% to each of those things. Everyone's at fault. And there's a re and that's the reason why this New Orleans Saints uh, offense has not been good, because if only one thing was at fault, they would have fixed it already. But because there are several things at fault, you could add in the offensive line to this equation as well. And when I add in the offensive line, I mean adding in the offensive line because of poor performance, but also adding into the offensive line health in the way that that will end up impacting moving forward throughout this year. All that's fine, right? Throw a dart, throw a dart, and you'll find a reason why the New Orleans Saints offense is struggling. But going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars gives them a 31st ranked passing defense to try to catch a rhythm against, but a top tier defensive line to try to catch that rhythm against as well. So it's a little bit of a caveat, or it's a little bit of a catch-22 almost, to where you have this really, really bad passing defense in terms of a secondary, although Andre Sisko is outstanding, but you have this struggling passing defense to go up against and to try to take advantage of with concepts that you know, concepts that you like, playing the songs that you know, all of these other things we keep hearing from the New Orleans Saints and have heard since 2006 or so. Um, you have the ability to be able to go out and do that, but can you buy the time? Can you mitigate the pass rush? Can you build up protection in order to be able to do that? So the Saints could have a nice game here against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Even if they lose it, they could have a nice game here and still have a lot of question marks. Or they could struggle and then we know exactly where they are. But there's also a world in which they have a nice game and answer some questions, particularly when it comes to protection. So we'll see who the New Orleans Saints are this week uh, going up against the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. It's not going to be an easy task, whether it's Trevor Lawrence or it's CJ Beathard. The challenges around this roster are challenges for this team and that the Jacksonville Jaguars present are all around this roster, not just at the quarterback spot. So We'll see. We'll see where the New Orleans Saints are. Later on today, we'll be live again after practice to get you everything you need to know from the injury report, game designations, all that. Tony Wiggins and I tomorrow morning have you all ready for everything for that Thursday game with our crossover Thursday episode. And then Thursday after the game, live from the floor of the Caesars Superdome to get you all caught up with everything you need in terms of your biggest takeaways and moments from that matchup. And then we're right back at it on Friday, recapping and looking more closely at the game. Appreciate you as always, y'all, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day, for making us a part of your day, part of your routine, for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're moming them. And trust you, that nation. I'll holla at you.